Yo, what is going down? We finally made it, ladies and gentlemen. Friday, whoo! I feel a little bit out of breath. I feel like I've been sprinting to try to get through this week. But we're here, and it's happy hour. And you know what that means here on the Geekish Network. Yo, we're about to get our drink on. But fortunately, I won't be drinking by myself because that means I would have a problem. I got two compadres hanging out with you today. I'm going to get to those introductions in a hot second. But first, hello, nerds! Woo! And welcome to Geek Beast, part of the Geekish Network. This is your daily rundown of geek news from geeks like me, geeks like you, and geeks like my fellow guests. I'm your host today, Sintel, and I'm followed by, let's see, first up, Stephanie. Stephanie, what's going on with you? Yo, this lovely individual is a host and producer on Namtai Network, fashion show coordinator for Ronin Expo and Anime Pasadena. Cosplays as well. Yo, 10-year vet. Let me tell you, when it comes to looking the part, she shows up ready to go. She's a host and writer for NerdBot and, a- and an AP on G-Force Attack of the Show. Yo, listen, listen, yo, 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 geek resume. <laughs> Woo! Let me just, let me just slow down and let you speak for yourself because I'm geek explaining right now. So, uh, Stephanie, tell the little, tell the pretty people out there what's going on with you. Oh, you know, now... Right. Currently, I'm on the show, but I I am a production (laughs) assistant for Attack of the Show on G4. I am a baby, still a few months in, learning all the things, but it's been super, super fun and awesome. 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 Yo, G4 is probably one of the biggest attempts to put geeky nerd culture into the mainstream. I mean, it is one of those things when you're when you're thinking about like the geek Mount Rushmore G4, just that letter and that number itself uh, should be considered as one of the one of the four heads. Yo, but out of this three headed monster, I got another one that's just as beastly. He has been a fan of the show and a guest on the show before. Yo, my man, Jabby Koei, he is right at two million subscribers, I believe. He's got I, I, multiple I channels. The, I thought you were talking about the other dude. I thought I was ready uh, to like clap for the other guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my man does it all. He's an actor. He's a writer. He, uh, he coordinates his own stunts. He does fan films. He's got multiple successful channels, and he is still... Just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, Jabby Coway, welcome. Please, welcome, welcome, welcome to our sandbox. Hello, What's everybody. Going on There's the voice. That's the voice that you know when you hop onto his channel, boy. It's legendary. Hey, you enjoying this Friday? I am enjoying this Friday. It has been... I, are you still talking to me, right? Yes, I'm still talking to you, bro. <laughs> you don't see me over here fanning the flames of awesome towards you. <laughs> this has been a very, very interesting Friday that I have mostly spent with Sintel. I've seen Sintel more in the last month than I have in the last year. It's been crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been shooting like nuts. It's, it's, been, it's been fun. Uh, I got my first sip of alcohol. I don't know what this is called, but I'm enjoying it so far. Hey, so. first off, you are in my sandbox now, and I have the microphone, and you are getting ahead of schedule of what it is that I do. Brother, I'm the one that introduces these amazing drinks to this sandbox that we are over here enjoying. Yo, but before we get to that, just in case this is your first time tuning in, we cover the Geek News Beat, and we share our opinions with you. It's hot to have you on Fridays. The pace is a lot more fun, and it's also a lot more laid back. Why? Because we are drinking, and since we are drinking, the very first thing we have to discuss is what we are sipping on. Stephanie, yo, what's in your glass? Oh, I got some Lunar Seltzer. This one's like a mango chili salt set- seltzer. 
And mm. uh, it tastes interesting going in, but when you burp it up, it tastes just like mango and chili salt. <laughs> so hold on, is it better when you burp it up or is it better when it's going back down? Let me inquire minds want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jabby, what you over there sipping on, my guy? Uh, some kind of whiskey. It's just something I picked up from Costco. It's like a Glen Levitt or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. One of the 12s, but like a specialty 12. I forgot what it was called exactly. I, this is the last of it, and the bottle just got tossed. Uh, but <laughs> as soon as I finish that, I'll be drinking Angel's Envy. You seen this before? Oh, you coming to the show double yeah. fisting Angel's Envy. Well, that's good because we might have to call upon the Lord to drag your drunk ass off someplace safe. Hey, uh, welcome to the chat, everybody. Yo, if you are sipping on something, please let us know. Big shout out to Paul right in the chat. He is always a fan and a part of the family as well as Johnny Randolph. Yo, happy Friday to you. My man Chuck, he is not here. He's on Players Holiday. He will be back next week, but I know he's sipping something as well. Please say something in the chat. Hey, and we're going to go ahead and kind of get this bad boy rolling with just a quick news story while we're wetting our whistle and before we completely go off the rails like we typically do. All right, so first up on the news, ah, music. Hey, if you are a Bruno Mars fan and an Anderson Pac fan, then you are going to be even more excited because they are going to be one of the next big concerts that's coming to Fortnite, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, Fortnite has been kicking ass and taking names regarding some of their content, having everybody from Travis Scott to who knows what, from art galleries to even information regarding the March on Washington uh, that, that Dr. King did uh, during the civil rights m- movement. Uh, this, yo, this platform just shows no sign of, of stopping. Any of you all checking out Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here to get educated. You know, you know what, what I do for a living is react to video. So I'm ready to react to whatever you tell me and be excited okay. about it. Bruno Mars. Yes, absolutely. More of it, please. <laughs> Stephanie, what, was, what about you? You checking them out? Yo, I, I love, I love, love, love Bruno Mars and the music that he, what, what is their band called? Sonic, Sonic, Sonic's. Uh, um, Silk Sonic. See, so Silk I'm Sonic. not a fan, no. but <laughs> I appreciate them. No, I love the music, and I love when people who show that they are kind of nerdy and they're famous mm-hmm. people and they're slowly like integrated into a video game. It just like it's like a badge of honor, you know? Like fuck mm-hmm. the Grammys, you got you're in <laughs> Fortnite, bruh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and owning Fortnite at a time where it's, it's cool to be, like, the first, right? Travis Scott, who's in, arguably in some hot water right now, but he was still one of the first to, like, really, like, break down some barriers, kill box office numbers, if per, per se, regarding people that, that tuned into view. Jabby, even though you aren't a necess- necessarily a fan of this particular band, is there any kind of music style, art style, period piece, actor, whatever it is that you wouldn't mind seeing on a digital platform? Uh, in Fortnite, you mean? Oh, let's just say anything. I mean, we're, we're past. I Fortnite. would love to we, see. We, you know what evolved. I would love to see? I'd, I'd love to see. If we're talking about Fortnite, I'd love to see Dale Day Lewis in that shit. Uh, his character from Gangs of New York. <laughs> from, yeah, oh, that would oh, be some yeah. shit for me. Yeah, man. You know? What was that character's name? Bill the oh Butcher. I think. Bill the Butcher. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Have him running around. That would. I think. I think Dale Day Lewis is long overdue for a video game character adaptation of some kind. Of some kind. You know, 
You know, truth be told, I actually am surprised that hasn't happened. There's a couple of like really big name actors with a lot of chops that that could start having their their video game debuts. You know, it used to be in a space where where if you were an actor, if you veered away from the silver screen, even to do television, you were kind of looked down upon. And now it seems like those days are kind of gone. Uh, Stephanie, how about you? What, what's going on as far as actor, talent, artists, anything you want on a digital platform? Who are we missing out in these streets? I'm not a super like gamer gamer, so I know nothing. I am a Jon Snow with this kind of stuff. But mm. has David oh. Bowie been featured in anything instead of just mm. a replicated character? <laughs> not, not that I could think of. I wouldn't mind seeing him on like Hold Cyberpunk. Up. That would be awesome. She just, she just reminded me of something. Uh, uh, Sean Bean from Game of Thrones. He, that dude is a chameleon and it's one of the greatest actors of all time. I feel like he could be the star of a video game easily. You know, we, uh, I was showing Achara uh, Jupiter Ascending, which I know you hate, but he's in that, he's in that movie. And I'm like, this guy, she's like, she's like, does he die in this movie? I'm like, it's John Bean. It's John Bean. Of course he dies. Of course. He's like, he looks at the script and he's like, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm, I'm all the way at the end credits. Wait a minute. Who, where's my agent? You know, I die in these movies. Yeah. And then, and just for, just for funsies, I threw on the 4k, uh, Blu-ray of, uh, Lord of the Rings. And of course, like I'm looking at Sean Bean dying in that movie too. This dude, I, I want him to have his like star moment. He still hasn't properly had his star moment. And I think a video game is the great way, the, you know, a great way to go for him, you know? Leading yeah. Game. All right. So, so, so what game I'm, I'm assuming you would be like on some Metal Gear kind of, kind of game? Something yeah. Like that? 006, you know, because mm. that's who he was. So have his Ooh. whole backstory. Yo, you, know? you jumped into some kind of, some dark waters. So, uh, what is it? Uh, Idris Elba has been rumored to be the next Bond, then he wasn't, and then he said he had no interest in it, and now some of the producers are saying they're looking his direction. Do you know we want blames? Idris Elba as Bond? Do you know who he this? blames for not getting the Bond role? Who? He, uh, Daniel Craig. He oh, blames really? him because, yes, be- I, this is what I heard. He blames him because Daniel Craig called him out for, like saying he should be the next Bond. He's like, now you fuck me out of the role. For saying it. Hold on one second. Let me, uh, I believe we may be having some slight technical difficulties. Uh, Rodney, are we still in here? Maybe one second. Okay, I just want to make sure if we were still up and running with the, uh, with, with the stream. Oh, by the way, the drink was at Glen okay. 12. Right, thank you. It's called right, an illicit you. still. Okay. <laughs> I'm just talking. To um, you yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I just want to make sure our viewers are getting getting the best experience. Absolutely, absolutely possible. Uh, all right, Stephanie, are you a, are you a Bond Bond fan? That's your neck of the woods. I mean, I uh, Pierce Brosnan was my only Bond. After before mm. that, too too young. After that, too old. But I would say if if Drizelba was the new Bond. I would mm. not be angry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I still haven't even caught up on all of the Bond films. Look, 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 hey! I hear flirting, fraternizing on our dime. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not mad. That dude is, is, is disgustingly handsome. Um, I'm ahead. only a fan of Bond when he's getting blown up at the end of the movie. That's the only time. <laughs> did, did you see the latest see the one? Last one? Yeah, I, was I did. Yeah, you're saw, like one of I the few people that said it was really good. Yeah, no, see, obviously it must be good. You saw it twice. I didn't. I didn't say it was really good. 
the first time I saw it, I'm like, all right, all right. And my mom wanted someone to watch it with. And I was like, well, I need to see it in IMAX. So let's go watch it. And I saw it the second time. I'm like, yep, I definitely don't need to watch this ever again. This wasn't that good. <laughs> so like I needed confirmation because, you know, sometimes movies trick you where you watch. You're like, was that good? I think that was good. And you watch mm -hmm. the second time. Like, yeah, it wasn't that good. You know, mm. so yeah. no yeah, time to maybe. die needed to die. <laughs> no time became any time yeah please die like <laughs> die right now this is the time to die um yeah well we had we had another interesting piece of news regarding uh a classic that i absolutely adored uh i was a huge aaron magruder fan he wrote a little comic strip uh called the boondocks it's about two kids growing up in the suburbs two black kids growing up in the suburbs and how they adapted their world and how their world Adapts to, do, adapts to them. It got picked up by Cartoon Network, if I believe, right, during their adult swim. And it blew up a lot of people that were the, uh, the voice actors on it. It was a wild, insane success. Everybody from Charlie Murphy was on it, Samuel L. Jackson was on it, to you, you, you name it, Regina King. She played two voices. Uh, then there was a rumor that it, 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 did a, it, it did like three seasons that kind of went away. And then there was a rumor that it was going to come back. And now it's looking like the reboot, reboot has been scrapped. Oh, you sound so that, that's disheartening. I have the I have the um, all three seasons on DVD and I never got around to watching it. And I was actually holding on to it for you. I was like, you know what? You know, who would love this. It's Intel with the Intel. He'd love this. <laughs> so I, I was going to bring it next time I go to Denver just to, just to give to you because I know you like to collect stuff. Absolutely. So. You kidding me? Boondocks is legendary. Stephanie, are you a fan? Of course. I loved that show. And Oh, never mind, Sintel. Uh, you, want, you want the DVDs? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm messing What's wrong around. with you, man? Don't be, don't be a, no, a gift horse in the mouth. You, <laughs> did you have a favorite character? Is it. Just like the, the, the companies, like, they'll tease that they'll give it to you, and then they take it. Exactly. I'm just kidding. How dare you, TV? How dare you? <laughs> um, Yo, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed in this one. But then again, you know, the original cast has been through a lot of changes. Um, I'm so stuck on the original voices of, of by Regina King playing uh, both Huey uh, and Riley, and... To recast that, it's just not the same. And then, of course, the big one, uh, the actor that played Grandpa, uh, he, he passed away. Oh, I forgot his name. It'll come to me in a second. I'm sure the chat will, chat will hit me up with it. Uh, he passed as well. And those are like the three main voices. That's like the spirit and the soul of the Boondocks is just between those three characters for the most part. And to have them no longer be there is, yeah, that would be kind of tough. So maybe it is a little bittersweet because it probably wouldn't have been able to live up to everybody's expectations. You don't think they can replace the voices with sound alike? I mean, that's tough, man. I mean, Riley and like, it, those are three big ones. That's like, it's, I mean, if it was like one voice, it, that would be fine. Maybe two, but all three, all three are, have to be different people. That, that's going to change the whole nature of the show. In my opinion. Let me tell you something. If they a lot them. of big, a lot of big celebrities, who have uh, voiceover doubles all the time. Okay. Idris Elba being one of them. I know his voiceover double. When Idris Elba doesn't want to show up to do his voiceover, he's like, I'm too busy for that. My buddy goes in there and does it. And it sounds exactly the same. You wouldn't know it wasn't Idris Elba. That's how, that's how much they sound so goddamn alike. And so <laughs> they, can find, they can find someone who sounds just like the characters that you love. 
and you wouldn't know the difference. They couldn't replace Robin Williams in Aladdin, but you know. Yeah, see, and that's a good example. Like, you know, Aladdin, that that voice is just so ingrained into your brain. Don't get me wrong, I love Will Smith's rendition of of playing the genie, but it's it it ain't the same, my guy. It just new. Yeah. New. Well, I mean, with Robin Williams, it was also his improbability. Not just yeah. the vocal quality, but his improbability was unlike anybody else. And so mm-hmm. they, they couldn't replicate that. That's why Disney had to bring him back for the third installment of Aladdin. Hmm. Facts. Yeah. Um, but I hear the uh, Avatar thing is still underway, right? On Netflix? Avatar The Last uh, Yes. Oh, yeah. But there's some, there's some caveats to kind of go with it. Like all the original creators, all the original showrunners, they all ran for the hills, man. They was like, we don't want nothing to do with this. No. So there's that. But I'll say this, uh, the live action one, as far as like the casting is concerned, the casting looks really good, like visually, yeah. as far as the visual representation as compared to M. Knight's version, which was, who we don't, we don't talk about that version, actually. He, he who shall not be named. Um, so the casting looks watch- good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched Old. That was all right. Was it? O- old. It has M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. It was all right. It was, it was, oh, yeah. It, it was, M. Night it fans? Was Am I? Yeah, uh, I I've been a reluctant fan, I guess, because like, you know me, man. I'm the I'm the black sheep. Like when when 300 dropped and everybody was losing their shit, I was like, it's all right. And so when 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 uh, the Sixth Sense dropped and everyone was losing their shit, I'm like, it's cool. And mm-hmm. then you know the follow up film though, I liked Unbreakable a lot. I thought I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't like Signs. I don't like most of his movies. I mean, <laughs> the, hap- what, the, the, the happening. Jesus Christ. Um, but old was all right. It was fine. I don't know if I'd recommend it as like, mm. you got to watch this. It's more like if you have the time and you happen to be flipping through the TV mm. and it's there or, you know, oh, you're scrolling through Netflix and it's an option and you are maybe slightly curious. I'd say to maybe pop it on and then do something else. <laughs> but, <laughs> Stephanie, you got to You got to you, you got to top uh, M. Night film. Oh, I don't really know movies and thing and director people. Did he do he did the, the Sixth Sense? He did the Sixth yeah, Sense. Yeah, Sixth Sense. Sixth I Sense. Never I never watched see the Sixth Sense, and that's why Nate oh. got mad at me. Uh, he, did, he, did, he did Unbreakable. He did Signs. Yeah. He yeah. did um, the Avatar: The Last Airbender. He did um, what else did he do? Devil. I never saw that one. Uh, he did Split. Either. He okay. Did split okay. And, gla- and glass. Um, what else did he oh. do? I, I can't remember what everything he's done. The village. He or something like that? His, yeah, that was weird. That was the one. Oh, this apartment the, internet's killing me, man. Split would probably be my personal favorite, okay. and then Unbreakable, and everything yeah. else is beyond my knowledge. Um, <laughs> yeah, Unbra- Unbreakable was cool. I liked it. Have, have the both of you seen the animated version of Avatar? Yes. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, have you seen it? Are you kidding me? That's my favorite show of all time. Oh, hands down, that's the best show. That's the best show ever made. I'm, I, I will argue. That will. I will die on that sword. <laughs> I will fall on that sword. Rather, that's the. I'm not that's gonna the fight hill you I'm on that hill. On. Yeah, that, and I will not yeah. fight you on that hill. Yeah, that's um... the best show ever made because it has everything I could possibly want. Especially as someone who's half Asian, where you you come from a background of films that have mixed tonality. That that show's got everything. <laughs> like it's got the comedy, it's got the heart, it's got dope music, it's got fight scenes that are fun. 
the animation is cool uh it's got it's very you know asian cultured and whatnot i, I think it's the best show ever made hands down yeah and so. like people love the harry potter franchise just because it's a coming of age sort of story whereas the avatar the last bender it has like four or five different coming of ages mm-hmm. that's yeah. true Perfect. all right so um so if you had to um let me, let me rephrase this question. How would you feel if they did, if they had the original creators and they did a live action of The Legend of Korra? Are we still just as supportive? Because The Legend of Korra, a lot of people are on the fence on that one. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Because we hate teenagers. Reviews. That's why. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> like teenagers. <laughs> that teenage angst, bro. I, I would treat it like a oh look what's on the telly let's go hang over That's, again there sort of situation. there was something there was something about that show that made me mad I don't know how to put my finger on it there was something <laughs> something about that show just rubbed me the wrong way there was a two part uh, episode in the middle that I really liked a lot about the first mm. uh, Avatar ever that I thought mm. was really cool really emotional um, mm. I liked that just so so much because of the storytelling within it I thought it was great um, do you remember it the two part episode. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But when I got to the end of the sh- of the show, I was like, I don't know that this was worth it. I'm kind of pissed. I felt like I, I got my time jacked. You know, like mm-hmm. I want my I want those three seasons back of time I put into this. You know, and the the, the whole thing with I'm all for I'm all for uh, more representation and all that, all that stuff. But the ending was like out of nowhere for me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, hold on. What did you doing? What <laughs> like what are these characters? Like, I have no issues with that. You know me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. for it. I would love to see two ladies go for it. But it just kind of came out of left field. You know, it was like, let's just wedge this in there out of nowhere. You and then they I mean? end it that way. Yeah. It just comes just out of left just field. Walk away. You know? Dare. Yeah. Um, but you know I what? Th- that there, there, there's a game called Kenna that you need to play, Sintel. I keep hearing how great it is. Yeah. It, it, it has a bit of that in there, and it does a way better job a way better job of handling that material, in my opinion. Because it handles it with the same sort of, um, not modesty, but conservatism, because they don't want to go full-blown like that, making out girls and stuff like that, right? They're, they're trying to keep it where it's like, oh, you know, we're sort of planting this idea of these are two women who, are, who have dated, who have loved each other in that capacity. And Kenna explores that a little bit, and I think that they handle it way better than, um, than Korra, Legend of Korra did, in my opinion, humble opinion. I'm not from that crowd, so I can't speak. You know, you got to ask someone from the LGBTQ community what they feel about it. But I just felt that uh, Kenna handled it better than, than, than uh, Cora. Both hmm. K names. That makes it very difficult. Anyway. Um, I was on the fence of Cora. The first go-round, I didn't really like it. The second go-round, I did. It took me two times. Uh, I still had Aang on the brain. You know, it's kind of hard, hard to shake Aang. Uh, but then I also realized that there are some things in Cora that's, that's better. Uh, than than Aang's rendition, and that is the fight scenes. The fight scenes in Korra, legendary. They are just super dope. Like they 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 really uh, dusted off the old um, uh, script. I mean, uh, the choreography and and, and did their thing. Um, all right, hey, that so you know, we... that was a very interesting way to phrase it, though. Aang on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like a way to get out of. I don't know. That just sounds so interesting. I got, I'm going to all the wrong places with that when you say that. <laughs> It's hard to shake Aang. He's so, he's so lovable. I mean, you feel him all the way through. You feel his pain. You know, you, you, you get shy with him as he's trying to, to talk to Katana. Katara, Katara, oh, my gosh. 
can't even talk right now. Um, you just, I just, I just like thought of like that scene at the end of Munich with with Eric Bana when he's having trouble with his lady, and if he just was like, "Yo, I got ang on the brain, I gotta get up, <laughs> walk out," like that's a, just an interesting excuse to get out of something. <laughs> Did you like Munich? It's a weird place to go. That was an interesting segue, my guy. Uh, yeah, uh, I barely, <laughs> I honestly, uh, I did see it, but I, it didn't stick. It didn't stick as far as like having like memorable moments. And you know, man, I love quotables. That one didn't really stick with me. I, 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 there was a stand-up comic who, who watched the film at, around the same time I did, and he was like, they should have called it Eunuch, because that's what it felt like when I was watching it. I was like, damn. <laughs> Jesus. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so we 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 go, we are going to segue into into some uh, into some comic books, and um, all right. So Harley Quinn has had an interesting <laughs> career. She was uh, she had an she had an amazing rebirth per se on in in comics when uh, the original Batman series came out the late nineties one, and and she was talking about Mister J, and then they, we kind of forgot about her for a little bit, and then she came back with. Uh, with Suicide Squad, and then she's had her own, what is it, Birds of Prey, and then she had an amazing, amazing show on HBO. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's probably one of the best DC oh, series out. Dude, it's, it's super good. It's really good. Um, I don't know, either one of you, well, obviously you haven't seen it. Um, Steph, have you seen it? Peacemaker? No, 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 not Peacemaker. Uh, oh, the Harley um, Quinn the, the, animation? Yeah, the Harley Quinn animation, right. Yes. It's good. It seems like you. It seems like you want to talk about Peacemaker, though. I, oh, I mean, we can we can talk about Peacemaker. Is, is everybody is everybody caught up on Peacemaker? <laughs> I, I've watched I've watched five episodes. I've I, yes, I'm caught up on what it's, what's been out so far. No, but about Harley Quinn, um, I have the comic. I haven't finished reading it though, uh, and I haven't okay. seen that animated uh, the animation you're talking about. But yeah, I, I like. Oh, it's good. I'm curious about it. I'm curious about it off of your. I'm sorry, and I interrupted Stephanie. No, 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 no. You're fine. I was just like, hmm, Peacemaker, HBO, what, what? No, I, <laughs> I, I have seen the Harley Quinn animated series, and it's interesting. It's very interesting. I wasn't sure how I would feel about ha- Haley Cuoco voicing mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, but mm. it was it was okay. Oh, so you didn't yeah. like it as much as uh, a Stintel did? Not as much as I. Me. I like the story. I like the mm. jokes and the premise, but I don't. I'm not a super fan of the voice selection. Mm. Okay. okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, Harley Quinn is still in the news today, still including the Joker because she has shown up in her next act, the Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. So Joker and Haley Quinn made their Olympic debut uh, as a German ice skating duo. So uh, oh, German shit. ice duo, yeah, Katharina Mueller and Tim Diak. Performed routine in, performed a routine that was inspired by the Joker and Harley Quinn during the rhythm dance competition on Thursday. So the version of Joker and Harley um, uh, was chosen that they they used the version they used the version that was seen in the Jared Leto rendition of Suicide Squad. I think that's I think that's the one it is. Yes, the one that came out in 2016, not the Suicide Squad, which is a totally different one. I hate that they named it that. <sighs> Because there is that's a difference. A very, that's a very, that's a very, a very big easy, difference. That's a very easy distinction to make. The versus Suicide Squad. Totally easy. How do you mess that up? No one's getting confused. Well, my, I'm confused. Damn it. 
It's simple. Add, it's, it's, add it's, some more to it than no, yeah. no, no. You know, it has to be just it's, it's, there's something different. It's just as clear as the we and the we you. Like no one was confused about that. No parents got confused. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> His kids, his parents right now bashing their head against the wall for making the wrong decision. Um, <laughs> so, hey, so Disney is in the Olympics. Yo, is, is, is that cool? Is this another statement of geek culture just absolutely losing its you mind? You said Disney? Disney? And, no, excuse me, not Disney. DC. D- oh, that- DC. DC. Is DC. The, well, that's just, that's just a costume that was chosen, right? Yeah. But you know. So it's, not, it's not necessarily sponsored by DC, right? This is just no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. DC, just in general, just in terms of of just their universe, their, their characters. Oh, I think that's a very strange thing to be branding yourself with. It's like that's a very toxic relationship at the highest possible level. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go out as Joker and Harley Quinn because uh, that's us. That's us. We have a lovely. What are you trying to say? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is your branding exactly? We have an abusive relationship. What are you trying mm-hmm. to sell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea how that's gonna go, you know. Um, well, but I love. I, I mean, more more exposure to Harley Quinn's cool, I guess, because I like her a lot, Mister J. I like her a lot. <laughs> She's cool. So they, it said that the pairs routine started out with uh, DX Joker miming breaking the neck of Mueller's Quinn, and it stated that it only got worse from there. <laughs> a move that was called aggressive by the giant professional Olympic commentator. He said uh, their, their not great routine didn't include too many more <laughs> explicit nods to the duo's <laughs> character's impersonation. But at the very end, just as the music faded into uh, Leto's Joker laugh, D.A. commented <laughs> to a grand backbend for the final pose. So um, in other words, That's it pretty stupid. much said it was trash. But, you know, I guess you get a bit of a hat tip anyways for trying. And, you know, more people get a chance to see the Joker and Holly Quinn. You, not only did you choose the most toxic relationship to represent your, <laughs> your performance, but you chose the least liked Joker. <laughs> like, why? Because, <laughs> you know, pe- people, people love Jack Nicholson. <laughs> they, they love Heath Ledger. They really like Joaquin Phoenix. Nobody likes, no one talks about Jared Leto's Joker. Nobody. Not a soul. You're not lying. So yeah. that's it's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's a his his Joker. His Joker is an, an acquired, acquired taste. taste. You spit out. <laughs> 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 like nobody likes it. I can't. That I can't was, lie. That performance was was bad enough to make me be cautiously optimistic about him playing Morpheus. Morbius. Morpheus. Um, <laughs> yeah, Morpheus. It does like, sound pick, a lot like Morpheus. Pick which it blood does, pill. Yeah. <laughs> the choice is yours. Are we are we are we excited about about Morbius and Jared Leto's version of, of Morbius? Um, I think that I'm excited about anything Marvel in general because Marvel has introduced a lot of characters to me over the years that I didn't know about, and then I discover them through the movies, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, that did not happen with Eternals, but uh, that generally does happen where Marvel will introduce someone to me, and I'm like, this is this is super cool, like. I, no one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before that film. Mm-hmm. Nobody was paying attention to that, right? That, this was like a throwaway franchise, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah. And then once the film came out, that's when everyone was like, oh my God, this is great. And that's when the comic book started selling more, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But you guys tell me. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, Honestly, I, mean... I, I, I don't hear any false statements <laughs> coming out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm just oh, with the Marvel stuff. I'm always on, uh, on the assumption that maybe I'm wrong about something, so that you know it doesn't hurt as much when Marvel fans start coming at me with their fangs and their pitchforks. <laughs> we so. know where you live. Look, exactly. the Marvel oh. Cinematic Universe fandom is n- still toxic, but it's not as toxic as the comic book universe fandom. Yep. So, Ooh. to be as the what as the witch fandom, like you know the comic nerds. I'm so yeah, yeah, yeah. the comic book nerd, you guys. No, I love comics, <laughs> but you know, like obviously, some things in film and television aren't going to get the story right. They will be dramatized for the sake of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. When they go hard with their critiques, they they go very very hard. But sure, sure. You know, I, mean, uh, I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone the other day about this very thing you're you're talking about, and this person who shall not be named uh, was like, you know, I love Star Wars, but the Star Wars fans are the worst oh, yeah. of everybody. They're the worst. With Marvel fans, you just have to like it, and they'll leave you alone. <laughs> but with Star Wars, they will come down on you for not knowing the name of a place like Tatooine or whatever like they will come down on you hard for not knowing someone's name or where this person came from they are the most toxic um now that's not my quote me that's me quoting someone else who um also does uh stuff on YouTube all right well yeah it's a- I mean you know th- they're just very very verbally passionate people out there and uh to each their own I guess but no in you know- regards to circling back into into Morbius, I, I have actually been very curious about it because it was supposed to come out the same time that Bloodshot was originally supposed to come out. And I think it was like early 2020 that both of them were supposed to come out. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been sitting here waiting for Morbius to come out. And lo and behold, finally, there's a little light on the other side of that tunnel. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll see if it's garbage or not. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's Jared Leto. Yeah, I think it'll look pretty. The trailer was really pretty. I did like the trailer. Yeah, yeah, he's a very. I believe he's one of the. Um, he's he's a method actor, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how he interprets the character. Yeah, he, well, he won. He won best actor for Joker, right? That was him. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> listen. Well, be, being a method actor is very interesting. Because uh, I mean, we had we had we had an unfortunate demise of somebody who was a method actor that played the Joker as a result of like really full blown going in. Um, is this dangerous? We, we don't know. We, we don't know what happened there exactly. There's that that jury is still out exactly. But he was he 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 could not sleep is what I heard. Uh. I don't think that had anything to do with the role because according to Gary Oldman, in between takes, he would go right back into being himself again. He wasn't holding on to that. Uh, the method acting you're talking about, he wasn't holding on to that character between things. Okay. He'd go back into being Heath Ledger again. So, okay. But I don't know. I don't know if it's related or not. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, um, well, multiple things. Um, I heard Jared Leto was such a method actor that it actually pissed Will Smith off because of the simple fact that he wouldn't turn it off. And Will is like, yeah, I'm over here trying to eat breakfast and you over here, you know, <laughs> trying to throw custard pies at people and shit. I, I need you to fall back and chill out. So it, and you, you know it's that? you know it's bad if Will Smith got something to say because Will Smith don't got nothing to say about nobody. He, everybody loves him. <laughs> he, yeah, he's one of the most positive people I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I saw him uh, in person at YouTube Space LA, and he had a whole talk. And I'm like, dang, this guy is like super positive. But um, you want to see method acting playing out in the worst possible way? Look at the behind the scenes of uh, Man on the Moon, Jim Carrey. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. 
like and oh what's his name andy kaufman yes just took just took over his his whole soul and he was andy kaufman 24 7 on set that has people to be hated annoying. it yeah people hated it because people hated andy kaufman because he was so out there with so his eccentric. with his yeah. comedy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i can no mm. hey so um speaking of uh the spider-man universe uh, yo tom holland is saying that he is prepared to play Spider-Man up until he's 30, but there is a bit of a caveat. He said, uh, what I'm basically trying to say is that if I'm still, if I'm still 30, still playing Spider-Man, and I haven't passed on the baton to Miles Morales or Spider-Woman or something more diverse, then I'll have done something wrong in the sense of the duties that I have to the character. Uh, mm. Yo, man, I mean, my man sounds like he's, he's you know, putting a fist up for the home team and, and, and everybody else of, of diversity as well. Uh, how much of a factor does him dating Zendaya have to do with him being um, a little oh more woke God. than... I'm just saying, like, look, look, this is the alcohol and we're having a conversation. <laughs> listen, 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 that is an amazing, beautiful woman who I'm sure has a lot of influence over the things that he does now as a result of them. Yo, I did not even know. think about that at all. I'm just saying, I, I mean, it's not like you're going to be that. like, fuck Miles and you over there smashing Zendaya. That's terrible. That don't mix. That's, that's not a no, happy I, home. I, no, but... I, I didn't even consider the possibility that she was going to spill his white ass on all the ongoing. <laughs> like, I never even considered that. That's, that's like, did, you, did someone tell you that or you came up with that on your own? No, I'm just saying they, they are dating. They are dating. And this no, is a I quote that he dating. just recently said. I know they're dating, but I didn't consider the influence she might have on his perspective on things like that. And there has to be some influence. If you're with anybody, they're going to have an influence on you. It doesn't matter who they are. Right? So why wouldn't it? She knows she'd be like, listen, you cool, but Miles is better. <laughs> but also think about it. When he turns 30, he's going to look, what, 17? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yes. Um, 30, 30 is, uh, is when, uh, what's his name, started playing Spider-Man, uh, Andrew Garfield. That's yeah. When, yeah. That's yeah. when he was just getting started. That's crazy, isn't it? So he might be Miles Morales' classmate in some alternate dimension. Who knows? But that would be pretty rad. It's just so fascinating to see this, the, the transition that happens because, like, these actors, they're just, like, so hungry for something amazing. And then they get it. They just get it too much. And they're like, I'm camp done. Like, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, Daisy uh, Ridley? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. For Star Wars? Like, yeah. no, no one really knew who she was until Star Wars. Like, seriously, like, did you know who she was before Star Wars? I didn't. No, no. I right. No, I don't. And, and, a- and after the second or third one, she's like, I- I'm done with Star Wars after this. I'm like, bitch, you better keep doing it. <laughs> this, this made you who you are. Oh, that's you a big burden saying? to carry that kind of franchise, though. Like, like before, before we found out about. Um, hey, Mark um, Hamill's still carrying that burden. She can to carry this it, day. Least, yeah, to this day. I mean, she, yeah, she can do but, one more movie. Yeah, but, but, but those how, are the good Star Wars movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. A, those are the good Star Wars movies. And how many times did you see Mark Hamill's face? Like, he still bubbled, but as a voice actor is where he is when he, like, really shined. Name me another Mark Hamill film that was a hit outside of Star Wars. Don't worry, I'll uh, wait. Uh, well, uh, uh, what, what's his name? 
Silent Bob and uh, Strike Back. What's the name of that movie? That was 30 years after the fact. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 30 What's years. It hey, Silent and Bob. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jay and Silent yeah. Bob Strike Back. And he had a bit role to, to boot on top of it. He didn't star in it. You it was didn't a bit give role. any parameters. You didn't, you but, that, said, but, that, but that's what? what I'm saying. Like, he took the fame and was like, I can't have this. The only person that really shined, super shined from Star Wars is Harrison Ford. He was in his he bag. And, I mean, he did. Uh, I, I know you said not his face, but like he did Joker for years. His voice. That's what I'm saying. His yeah. voice acting yeah. was, was spot on. But, but even, even Harrison Ford, like if you see any Harrison Ford interview regarding Star Wars, he could give. He gives zero dams. He's like, you can ask me what you want. I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah. now, give, now, now go find me a plane to crash. Climbs <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right up. <laughs> Dude, it's a survivor. <laughs> I remember when that happened, too. Like Santa Monica Airport. I'm like, dude, stop it. That's when we didn't know what was going on with episode seven, though. We had no yeah. idea, you know, because uh, at the time we were like, we thought maybe he's in all, all three of the movies. Yeah. You know, when he crashed that plane. But I guess he got killed by his son. It's like, now is a good time to go. Yeah, I mean, yo, but yeah. didn't he, like, crash two planes? He crashed two. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Man. Like, Harrison's like... He doesn't give a shit. Don't nobody he's, tell he's me gonna play, he's, he's going to play Indiana he's <laughs> Jones again. Isn't he? Why would you drag... What is he, like, 75? He's like, he's got to be, like, pushing 80. He's got to be, like, 75, right? he's close to 80. Why would you do that? Because so the glass elder crystal statesman. one didn't do well, so he needs to pass the mantle to somebody else. Oh my god, that was supposed Nick. to be the passing of the torch to Shia LaBeouf, right? Shia LaBeouf. Supposed to. Yeah, and he fumbled the bag on that too. Golly, Shia, is he still crazy? Anybody see? Is yes. Shia LaBeouf? Well, that I mean, he he had some kind of Me Too thing not that long ago, and after oh. that he went he went underground. After that, he went dark. Um, okay. but yeah, like he's he's his whole his head's been up and down. Style above, like you just don't know what to do with him. One of my favorite things of his was watching him on Hot Ones, because like you just see this crazy individual eating hot wings and crying. <laughs> that is, that's the weirdest thing ever. You know what I'm watching later? Yeah, it's, 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 it's in he, the I, queue. He's a he's a fascinating individual, and um, you know, oh, his movie, um, what's not Peanut Butter? Uh, what's the, what, what, he had two movies that came out at the same time. I forgot what they were called. Honey Boy? Honey Boy. That one. Have you seen Honey Boy? Is it any good? Dude, I, that movie messed me up. Like, I can never watch it again. I think it was just too real for me. I found it too relatable. <laughs> so it was just such an intense experience watching that movie. Honey Boy, it's, I think it's really good. It's based on his own uh, experiences. I think it's really good. Yeah. That, was, was, that came out at the same time as Peanut Butter, Peanut Butter whatever, Falcon or whatever that other one was called. Um, which was also decent, but Honey Boy, man, that was um, that's an intense independent film, uh, and I I thought he did a really good job with it. Ah. So, yeah, okay, I'm gonna have yeah. to check that out. Uh, let, let 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 me take a moment to uh, say what's up to the chat. I I do apologize that I have not been giving you all the necessary love. Uh, big shout out to uh, to Johnny Randolph. Yo, he uh, said uh, something that's worst thing ever. I don't know what exactly what he's talking about. Uh, but I think we were talking about, oh, that's what it was, M. Night Shyamalan films. films. Um, he said, uh, yeah, The Happening wasn't really good. That was Paul Wright that said that. And Johnny <laughs> chimed in and said that he ruined that movie. Defunk says, uh, my tip for watching old is to turn it off 10 minutes before the end. He said it just keeps going a bit too far. 
<laughs> uh, yo, thank you, Chronic, for tuning in. Uh, he referenced The Village as another M. Night film. Um, let's see what's going on. Uh, Johnny Randolph said that he did not like The Legend of Korra. I mean, like I said, it was a love-hate kind of thing. You either loved it or you hated it. There's very few people that's in between. He also gave a shout-out to Harley Quinn, stating that it was really good. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, he said, Haley was better than Margot. Johnny Randolph, and that is referring to uh, Harley that's Quinn. Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, wait, what, said, what, what, what? Hold on. What was that? Uh, I missed that part. Re- regarding the Harley Quinn voices and and or actresses, uh, Johnny Randolph said, Haley was better than Margot. Referring to Margot Robbie. Okay. Um, yo, Defunk said, I am on team Jared Leto's pay- <laughs> Paolo performance is the best part of House of Gucci. Oh, oh Paolo. Yeah, I have not seen it. I keep hearing it. Once again, I hear it's, it's must-see. And then some people say, you know, you can kind of just chill on it for a bit. Have anybody seen it yet? I wanted to. I was very excited about it. But then I heard, that, I heard what you heard. And I was like, you know what? I'll wait. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to risk COVID to watch this movie like it's, it's, you know it's not spider-man no way home uh i don't think that's the kind of movie you necessarily need to watch in theaters to enjoy it um so i wasn't going to risk it when i heard mixed reviews so but i'm definitely still intrigued by it that i haven't seen that or ghostbusters those are the two films on my list that i still need to watch i enjoyed ghostbusters it was fun i like the throwback i liked the, the the hat tip to the to the old school they did a really good job with it and that little girl that 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 plays the lead she absolutely kills the role um i'm not i'm not trying to spoil anything for anybody in case uh, have you have you seen it i have not seen it okay so okay i need to watch right. it so i'll leave it at that um let's yeah. see uh big big huge out to uh to paul Wright, who also said uh <laughs> no one hates star wars more than star wars fans yeah that is a fact <laughs> that is an absolute fact they're a interesting pedigree of fandom <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul also said, actually, there is a sect of every fandom uh, he said that you can say that about. That is very true. That is true. It's so true. Yeah, but you don't see, like, people that are, like, fans of, like, the series Friends sending hate mail and death threats to people on Twitter. It's a different type of uh, fandom. You, you know what, though? Um, I know that I'm sure people have had experiences with DC fans that are intense, but for me, mm. as someone who you know, has a channel with 2 million subscribers and another channel with a quarter million and putting out content regarding Marvel and DC. DC fans have been the nicest to me. Like, the absolute nicest to me. The, it, it, you know, when you deal with DC, Marvel, Star Wars, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, all kinds of different fandoms and industries, DC fans have been actually the most patient with me. They're, they're just happy that I'm paying attention to it. I'm like, all right. right. You know, and, 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 and it, it's interesting how much attention it can get because after justice league the Zack snyder one came out you and i Sintel, we did a live stream about justice league <laughs> snyder cut and there was a lot of love and uh appreciation in there more than i've seen for marvel stuff sometimes so it's just interesting um i always i always gotta like say that for some odd reason just that it's just interesting to me that dc fans have been very patient for for the amount of vitriol that's spoken about them you know, they're so toxic, <laughs> you know, oh, just, you know, going out. And it, it's, so that's why we got a Zack Snyder's Justice League. But they just want what they want, like anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now we need the David Ayer cut for, uh, what's it called? Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm good. 
Hey, big shout out to the funk in the chat as well. Uh, he said, oh, man, what would the Ross Rachel discourse had been like if Twitter had been out back then? Yeah, that's very that's very true. Speaking of popular but toxic relationships. Yeah, <laughs> there is there. There is no doubt about that. Uh, yo, Jabby always gives me um, the side eye because I'm not a huge Friends fan. Uh, Stephanie, were you a Friends fan back in the day? You know, I just went to Warner Brothers for their studio tour, and that's the only thing that I walked by and I didn't care for because I just it was never a thing for me when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to watch Frasier. Yeah, I did. Watch I caught up. A little bit. I caught up on. I caught up on Seinfeld, and now I'm catching up on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Um, but it was interesting because I, I was doing a live stream earlier today, and there are jokes in Friends that you just can't do anymore, like Ross. And Rachel at different episodes pretending to be Indian, like doing oh, an yeah, Indian, you do doing an Indian. It's like it's obviously a joke, but you can't do that anymore. And to take take things a step further, one of my uh, one of the people in in the uh, live stream was like, "Yo, have you heard about Zuckerberg only eating meat that he hunts?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, it's a thing. Like he 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 only eats meat that he can hunt with a bow and arrow." And so I looked it up on the news. This was like some video from ABC from 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the part that tripped me out wasn't the fact that he only will eat the meat that he hunts. It was the way they presented him going, he speaks Chinese. And the, when they showed him, when they showed his face, when they said he speaks Chinese, um, they showed his face on a cartoon body with the Great Wall behind him. And they had a gong. <laughs> Like, what year was this? This is 10 years ago, but it's still the news. It's still like you're supposed to be mature, you know, <laughs> and, and gong play. They might as well have, the, uh, have had the chopstick song playing at the same time when they said he speaks Mandarin. I'm like, this is crazy to me. You cannot do that. Like, and that how does a news agency get away with that? It was the craziest thing to me. But, Shenanigans. Shenanigans, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, so do we have any, uh, anybody here a DBZ fan? Anybody a Dragon Ball fan? Should I show you all okay. the DVDs on this show? Oh, okay. Well, if, uh, if you were a streamer back, if you were, if you were a streamer and you were uh, basing a lot of your content on um, a lot of anime series, including Dragon Ball Z, uh, a lot of that content was getting taken away from you, and which means a lot of livelihoods were being taken away. And one streamer in particular was really uh, smacked by a, a bunch of legal woes uh, regarding using anime content. Well, apparently that YouTuber has uh, found a way to fight back and YouTube is allowing people to stream content that may have copyright claims internationally, but allow those streamers to regionally block that content from those countries. Uh, is this oh, a win what? for everybody or are we kind of like avoiding the inevitable regarding lawsuits? I think that's at least a temporary win. I heard about that story because that guy got screwed pretty hard. Like it, you, you're right. It is his livelihood. And he was doing reviews or something and reactions. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he mm -hmm. had clips and whatnot. And I think he was doing everything within the means of fair use, which in itself is a very, very vague rule on purpose um, so that you can argue it out in court. But from what I understand, he wasn't like being egregious with his usage. And then Funimation or whichever company it is uh, came, came after Toy him. Animation. Oh, yeah. They came after him hard, for, which was like the most bizarre thing because um, they, they, they copyright striked him across his channel, like 
all of his content, all of his livelihood that he's been building for years. And he had to like try to go and fight for every single video, which is just an insane process into itself if you've ever done that. And um, I think that they've even worked with him to promote their stuff, which, was, which made it even weirder. Like mm. the whole thing was bizarre. And I think that the uh, copyright process is just very, very abused on YouTube. Like if, like if you were to do a, a review of something, a, a film, right? And you use their footage and you're like, I didn't like this movie because X, Y, Z. But you use enough of their footage that they copyright strike your video and take it down. They're silencing you, you know, which is, that's insane to me that they, that, you know, they, they can do that. And so I've been waiting for YouTube to grow some balls and fight back on behalf of the users that are making the money, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's actually super cool. And region gating is a, is a huge thing that a lot of YouTubers don't get access to unless they're paired with uh, a multi-channel network, which takes 10% of their money every single month or more. You know, I've, I've had multiple M MCNs over the course of the years, and I don't have one right now. And they just, they don't actually do a heck of a lot for YouTubers. They say they do. They sell you on all the snake oil, but mm -hmm. they don't actually do anything. So I think that's a win. So, so Stephanie, does this affect your world in any way regarding uh, content creators getting a little more leeway by region gating their content? I think yes. The, the, the short answer is yes. Uh, it, if you know there are certain things that what happened oh i think she uh she had a little internet snafu okay hold on let me try this again <laughs> okay i hate this internet i, uh, I thought certain... she was, i thought she was just taking a very long pregnant pause to collect her thoughts i was like oh this is intense <laughs> oh it, we she's oh i think we lost her and I'm gained gonna... her we and she's back ladies and gentlemen it's all oh, right. jesus i am so sorry is killing me um no but you know different countries have different rules and if you can keep your channel and just not have it seen in some areas i think that's better than have jabby same same idea i think this was a win long like for now for now yeah i mean the, yeah, because everything comes down to where they hold copyright claims, stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, and by, you know, Japan's the thing is, like, there are some companies that just don't get it. You know, Nintendo was one of those companies for the longest time where they were copyright striking people for using their content. It's like, yo, are you dumb? Like, they're promoting your shit there. This is how a lot of games get promoted. You're keeping this conversation about your game alive. And you're inhibiting that. Why would you do that? It, it just, it mm. didn't make any sense. And so now I think Nintendo's learned. But there was a long time where they were like, okay, you can use our stuff, but you have to give us 50% of all your earnings from your channel. It's like, what? Why would you? It was something absurd like that. And so th this whole Funimation mm. thing or, or Toy, whatever the company is, that, it was just a stupid move. Like, why would you do that to somebody? Especially if someone is promoting your shit. It just mm -hmm. didn't make any sense. Um, so it's good to hear that there's some track, there's some, there's some movement happening there in his favor. Because there's these big companies, like they'll do something and then the little guy has no recourse, no nothing. So. Yeah. yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see what kind of precedent this sets. Uh, because from, speaking from the little guy's perspective, you're right. It is a, it is a huge, big, monumental uh, win for the little guy. But uh, a lot of times the big guys 
take wins that the little guys have and exploit them in weird and interesting ways. So it is, it is going to be curious to see how it all pans out in, in the future and if this region gating uh, is, is a consistent thing and not just something that's like a Band-Aid that's only going to fix it for the next 90 days. You know? I, I want to see some movement in the music area on YouTube. That's, that's where I feel like we're sorely lacking. Um, when I did a Joker trailer review, there was a song that played for four seconds. Four seconds at the end of the trailer. My whole video got demonetized. Uh, or rather, all the monetization went re was redirected to the, the um, creator of that music for four seconds out of my twelve minute video. It's just not fair. Like that's not right. Four seconds, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and you, you well, YouTube, YouTube's like, oh, we're, we're keeping our hands clean here. <laughs> right, because I just yeah. got an email from I think Twitch or Facebook saying that they opened up their availability on what music you can listen to and what you can stream with. Really? Yeah, you know what? That seemed like it would be the really smart move, especially for a platform like, um, uh, what's the one? TikTok? I'm trying to think it's the one, one with, the, uh, with all the videos and the songs like that. Like, I can't imagine a platform being like an absolute stickler by the book regarding music when music is like one of the main reasons why many of those videos even... Uh, get any spins to to begin with well, well what you're talking about is actually really important there because like tiktok a lot of songs have become insanely popular because of tiktok because it's because it was shared there and so i i don't look at tiktok or listen to it but i do know that that has helped accelerate the growth of popularity for songs yeah in, in un, yeah in unprecedented ways and so yeah i i'm just waiting for Disney to buy everything so that we don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> you know? The mouse will own it all eventually. <laughs> you know, when they own, you when thought they own, you could get a win, couldn't you? <laughs> when, they, when they own Google, when they own, when they own Apple, when they own, when they own all, all the music, it'll, it'll be a much better place. <laughs> yo, yo, we'll okay. Yeah. <laughs> Goofy, go get the burner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I get, I get a little goofy when I drink. <laughs> well, gosh, Mickey, <laughs> should I put him in a headlock again? Should I kill his children? No, I know right, I'm definitely going off the rails because it is absolutely close to closing <laughs> all of this up, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, that is going to conclude the news segment and just the general conversation and shenaniganry that has been going on this evening. Uh, yo, thank you so much, uh, Stephanie, for hopping in. Jabby, so thank you so much for, for bopping in. Before I go through the whole rigmarole of clicking, up, subscribing, and all that other stuff, yo, let them know where they can find you at, Stephanie. What's your socials? Uh, honestly, I, I produce Nom Talk Network, so I am always on the other <laughs> side of that chat. So if you want to go on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, it is nom like a nami nom talk network okay all right thank um, you so Jabby? so yeah. yeah if you're if you're trying to catch uh reviews and reactions to american stuff or or south korean stuff go to uh get jabby on youtube youtube.com slash get jabby um and if you want to follow me on instagram it's at jabby kawaii yeah so much Yo, hey, uh, huge shout out to Digital Click for all of the creative that you provide. If you look around and you see all these beautiful borders that are, that are surrounding us with uh, all of this amazing um, graphic, graphical art, Digital Click is the people that you need to get in touch with. They make us look pretty. In the immortal words of Deion Sanders, when I look good, 
I play good. When I play good, I make money. Listen, when we look good, we give you a good show. When we give you a good show, you come back. If you want that kind of feeling, please hit up Digital Click. They will hook you up. Yo, tell them Sintel sent you, man. Hey, Geek Beast is now on podcast form as well. So if you missed our live streams, y'all don't sweat it. You can listen to us on the following day using either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else that you get your podcasts. And if you're like podcasting, this is a great walk around show to, to go with. And it's definitely a great show to listen to when you're stuck in traffic. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, forward slash the Geekish Network on YouTube. Hit the like button. Of course, that is how the YouTube algorithm knows that you're digging what we're giving you. And if you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? I'm talking to you. Subscribe, hit the button right now. Of course, Facebook, we're on multiple platforms, forward slash the Geekish, the Geekish Network on Facebook. And our Twitch stream is still alive as well, but we'll be doing game streams, charity streams, cooking streams, things of that nature. Uh, so you can still... Be a part of that experience and consider subscribing to that channel. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can link to your account and sub to us using Prime Gaming. It costs you nothing, but it helps us out tremendously. And the number one way to spread the word is through your socials. Go ahead and, you know, click those posts, hit the share button. Let everybody know that you're hanging out with some cool geek news and information on Fridays. Yeah, we're getting faded too, talking that geek shit. Yeah, a big shout out to my to the guy upstairs, yo, Roddy, one of our co-producers. Huge shout out to my man Chuck as well, who is on Players Holiday, and he will be returning next week. It'll be business as usual. So Monday, Pod Squadron is going to be the one up, up next. If you want that big Star Wars bag, and I'm talking about they get down into the little details of the Star Wars Minutia Galaxy universe, all of that together. That is what you need to, to check yourself out with. Uh, yo, that's going to be it. I'm almost out of breath. I can feel the rest of this alcohol kicking in. So I'm going to go ahead and take my grown ass off the air. Thank y'all so much for being a part of us. Wave to the happy people, everybody. Wave to the happy people. Yo, we out. And we're off. I wanted to burp a few times, but I was like, so, I don't think it's appropriate. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's just the second time it's crashed like that. Okay? Oh, no. So I don't know if it's like, because I'm recording to an external hard drive. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. So so are you talking about the streaming or the other or the, or the I mean, re-record? It's just, it's just stopped. Like it just, it uh, Chrome, my browser uh, crashed. So that's why nobody could hear you and the stream stopped itself. I mean, the streams continued because OBS was still open. Mm -hmm. uh, but you guys froze and your audio froze because I'm capturing desktop audio. Okay. And then, yeah. So, and then after that, it was just like acting really, really strange. So, well, if, I don't if know. you after wanted the crash, was all, it was just, it was nuts. So, um, if you want to do a, if you wanted to do a repost maybe tomorrow or whatever, I did get an OBS capture. But it's an OBS capture of what we're actually looking at on the screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, if it's a last ditch, you just let me know and I'll, I'll drop it in a file. I mean, I think it'll be, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. But I think okay. it was like only a brief point where, you know, maybe like 